Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful that you're here with us, and I am so thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking today at the Babylonian Chronicles. The Babylonian Chronicles. I think you'll find this as fascinating as I did. And we're going to be using the wonderful text, Popular Handbook of Archaeology in the Bible by Geisler and Holden. Holden, phenomenal writer. I've reviewed several of his books. I say several, well, two or three, <laughs> at our New Life of YouTube, uh, New Life of Albany YouTube channel, and Geisler, the same, and probably more of his books reviewed there. And uh, both meticulous scholars, very appreciative Geisler, of course, the older, start of seminary, and uh, Holden has really just come into his own last several years. And uh, so let's get started. We're on pages 271, 272. Again, thanks for being here. So the Babylonian Chronicles, fascinating. It's got a little picture of them here, and underneath it says, This cuneiform tablet is part of the series of Babylonian Chronicles that detail Nebuchadnezzar's exploits from 605 to 594 B.C. Records a siege of Jerusalem in 597 B.C. is currently displayed at the British Museum. One of the resources I've got to use in the near future, and it may be define near, you know, is uh, Peter Master's books on archaeology at the British Museum because it is incredibly ubiquitous. First, support for Nebuchadnezzar's existence and military exploits in Israel and Mesopotamia can be found in both Babylonian and Israelite extra-biblical records. A series of cuneiform tablets known as the Babylonian Chronicles describes the principal events each year from 747 B.C. to about 280 B.C., one of these tablets, pictured in this book, recounts Nebuchadnezzar's uh, first decade as king, along with the second siege of Jerusalem in March 597 B.C., Isaiah 39. He, Nebuchadnezzar, camped against the city of Judah, Jerusalem. On the second day of the month of Adar, he took the city and captured the king, Jehoiakim. He appointed a king of his own choice there, Zedekiah, took its heavy tribute and brought them to Babylon. Boy, that is so scriptural. The Chronicles speak of Nebuchadnezzar's replacement of King Jehoiakim and the establishing of his vassal King Zedekiah. These activities correspond to the prophecies and histories recorded about him in the book of Jeremiah, 2 Chronicles 36 and 2 Chronicles 24. The tablets themselves are straightforward historical accounts that do not employ a mythical tone or grandois inflations. Therefore, there's no reason to believe that embellishments have been introduced into the text. Unfortunately, not all of Nebuchadnezzar's exploits in Jerusalem have been recovered through the Chronicles, though several other related finds offer us confirmations of the biblical record, especially that of the final invasion of Jerusalem in 587 B.C., destruction of the temple in 586. These include 21 hastily scribbled letters. It's one of my favorites. really affected me as a young Christian that record brief list of names and correspondence between Judean military's outpost, the city of Lachish, immediately prior to Babylonian invasion of Judea. As a young New Christian Bible college student, reading that in Biblical Archaeology Review really helped confirm my faith in the Gospels. The first 18 of the 21 letters were discovered in 1935 by J.L. Starkey in the Gate Tower at Tel el-Dawer, Lachish. Three more were discovered in 1938. The more legible letters were first published in 1938 by Harry Tunstier, 
Let me make sure I get that name right. Tonsneer. Yep. As Lakish letters, the rest of them um, are not legible enough to translate. The notes themselves are inscribed on small pieces of pottery, ostrica. One such letter shows that among the cities still withstanding Nebuchadnezzar's armies was Lakish and Azekah. The same two cities attested in the words of Jeremiah the prophet in Jeremiah 34, 7. The desperate tone contained in letter 4 reads in part, I did want to say there's a great picture here, the Kish letter, 6th century, uh, looks Paleo-Hebrew. So it says this, letter 4, I have written on the door according to all that my Lord hath written to me, and with respect to what my Lord hath written about the matter of Beth Harephid, there is no one there. As for Simechiah, Shemaiah hath taken him and brought him up to the city. And as for thy servant, I am not sending anyone thither, but I will send tomorrow morning. And let my Lord know that we are watching for the signals of Lachish, according to all the indications which my Lord hath given, for we cannot see Azekah. Talking about realism, that's what you're looking for in archaeology, not conflation, inflation, and myth. So God bless you. Hey, thanks so much for being with us today. Pray for us. Join us daily. Leave a five-star review. Just helps people find us. The only reason I asked for that, in case you ever wonder, maybe make a notebook or a journal or things you find interesting, just a sentence or two every day, because you'll have a power-packed apologetics library in no time at all. In four or six months from now, you'll be able to put to flight, I would guess, basically every skeptic that has any type of open heart in their spirit. So God bless. Join us again tomorrow. And tomorrow, we've got one of my favorites, King Jehoiakim's ration record. Again, this is, I guess, different finds affect you differently. This one really increased my faith because of its specificity and its randomness. So God bless. Talk with you later. Hope to see you tomorrow. Listen to all our other uh, podcasts as well. Bye-bye.